Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment, episode 146 of Sold with Updike Pew. And today we are going to talk about how the real estate industry is helping homeowners during the legislative cycle. And it is uh, quite an interesting little segment right now. It turns out that right now there is about three dozen different um, HOA bills that are being currently introduced and worked on and passed um, through the Texas legislature, which is quite a few. And I think that um, if you do a little bit of Googling, like if you Googled SB 1588 on Twitter, um, social media, you'll find that there were a couple of polls taken and it looks like about 80 or 68% of the people that were polled that were Texas registered voters were in favor of the Texas government kind of reining in some of these mm -hmm. HOAs. I feel like for a while there, they, you probably saw in some of the news, some of the really silly things that were happening. And I feel like people have kind of had enough mm -hmm. and they're trying to kind of bring them in a little bit because there are good and not all HOAs are runaways. Not at all. That's not, not at all. But, but, they, but there, there need to, I think the real estate industry needed, felt like they needed some overall guidelines for every association yeah. to have to uh, to play within. You know, we actually go through this every time we have a legislative cycle. We go through and there are some changes that are made. Like one of the changes that was made two years ago during our legislative cycle was that homeowners associations had to provide documents and a resale certificate to you within 30 days. Now, most of the, the HOAs that we deal with, we get that within 14 days or if we, you know, don't mind paying an extra four or $500, we can get it instantly. Um, but there were some HOAs that were taking more than 30 days to provide that information. And so the input, the, the, the two Senate bills that have passed this time, I think even bring the fence post a little bit closer yep. in where to, to a more reasonable requirement. And it's interesting because I was on um, social media and uh, Grant Myers actually posted and I thought, this would be a great topic. It doesn't affect everybody, but I think it's really interesting to just kind of say, hey, this is what Texas legislator is doing that's really mm -hmm. a great thing for us right now in general. So you want to talk about the, the thir 13? Uh, I was going to talk about 318. You do it. Okay. So when uh, Senate Bill 318, which is actually on the governor's desk uh, and has been signed, um, is really the the part the bill that is going to require more transparency for homeowners associations, and I'm I'm reading some components directly from the bill, but I think they're the important parts. And one of the the most important parts of this is that a homeowners association now is required by law to provide copies of their minutes and copies of their books and copies of their financial records to members of the association, meaning homeowners or to a representative of a homeowner, um, whether it be a CPA or an attorney or you know, wh whatever representative that homeowner has, the association now legally is required to provide all that to one. And they were not before. Which is insane because you have to have this. Everybody does. And for it not to be there. And I think that there were some maybe smaller HOAs that struggled a little bit with this and didn't always fall in line. And so it's really important now that we have this because this is, this is really what helps you as a consumer, but also even your lending and underwriters make a better decision on you know, moving forward with the contract or not. Yeah, this also requires that homeowners associations adopt policies stating what their transfer fees are going to be and defining what all of that is up front because 
you know, we've, we've had situations where a homeowners association doesn't disclose that they've got a $700 transfer fee until after they send the resale certificate. And I always look at it as a kick the seller on the way, on the way out the yeah. door fee. Um, because at that point, sellers are ending their relationship of being in that HOA. And so they just want to get the heck out. The buyers never see that going in. And so they get to deal with it on their way out yep. the door. And it, it's just a, it's bass backwards to me. <laughs> you heard it here first. Mm -hmm. Yep. So in Senate Bill 1588, that's also one that is, um, I believe has been signed and is mm -hmm. going to be go in effect on September the 1st. And this was actually- Part on September 1st and part on December 1st. There we go. Yeah. And it was actually written by Chris Turner. And Chris Turner is in District 101, which is in Tarrant County. And that takes up parts of Arlington and Grand Prairie. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting. This one actually has a couple of things that it does. Um, the most important thing is it does put a lid on what the cost of those um, fees can be for a resale certificate and the mm -hmm. documentation associated with those. So it's three seventy-five mm -hmm. versus what it could be, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars in some cases. Uh, and they also shrank down the timetable, so you have five business days now to get that to us, which is really great because when you're hustling to get a contract to close, especially in today's circumstances where time can really be of the essence, mm -hmm. that shortened period is great because anytime you have to get it quicker than the seven days is when you had an additional fee that was layered in. Mm -hmm. So it really just became one of those things that you say, kick, kick the seller on the way out. And this is, I think, uh, even more important in homeowners in uh, communities where you have more than one homeowners association. Yeah. Like if you look at um, uh, Valley Ranch, yep. Valley Ranch has homeowners Some of those neighborhoods have homeowners associations, but you, on top of that, you have the Valley Ranch Homeowners yep. Association, and you have an obligation as a seller to provide all of that documentation, all of that financial information, all of that to a buyer. And so this puts some limits on how long it can take that association to crank it out. And I think it puts some really, really tough uh, teeth into it if they don't comply. So before, if they didn't comply, it was only $500 that they would be fined. But now it's up to $5,000 plus it can be the buyer or the seller's attorney fees can also be recouped from this. So this is a no non-joking matter. Yeah. And I guarantee you there will be lawyers ready to pick this up and run with it the minute they realize that everything was done and requested and some HOA decided to get horsey with them mm -hmm. or delinquent and just didn't want to do it. And there will be uh, interesting things. One of the other little notes that came out of 1588 was that now an HOA cannot tell you you cannot put cameras up on your personal private property. So before, I guess, you know, there were times when they would say that's not fitting on the house. It doesn't comply with what we want as far as architectural. And now they're saying, no, mm -hmm. you can put those on. So anywhere from a ring doorbell to actually putting a camera on the corners of your house, I believe now is okay. I believe the big thing is that it has to be on your property. It has to be recording your property. Right. So I don't think you're able to like put it on the corner and record alley or other things like that maybe. So very interesting, but all in all, these are really great uh, new house bills and Senate bills that are moving the ball forward for homeowners um, buying and selling uh, and kind of helping the HOA understand a little more and play nicer in that sandbox that we're all in. It really is. And there were uh, there were really nine issues that the Texas Realtors uh, took, took on this year. And just to kind of briefly go through those, HOA reform, which we've mm -hmm. just talked about, uh, increasing broadband access. You know, the, there are many rural communities that still 
have very very uh, that have no access to to uh, broadband internet I want broadband to in that and come back to that one okay um, reforming some civil liability uh, that uh, happens uh, that's helping protect uh, realtors especially during uh, like the pandemic mm -hmm. in, in terms of how responsible can we be in terms if someone does contract COVID while walking through a house with us? Um, rem the one of the big ones to me anyway was we were able to push through uh, legislation that allows county uh, records to have all of the uh, discriminatory covenants removed automatically from them. Yep. And if you go back and you read some of the deed restrictions on many of the older neighborhoods in in Dallas they are very restrictive and they are very discriminatory and they they're 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 unenforceable at this point but they're still there they and so there. it's it's like you know now's the chance that you can go back and actually have some of that really ugly language eliminated they've also gotten rid and made some reform on the eminent domain which mm -hmm. is an important thing for homeowners and then there's also the expanding appraisal options which is going to be interesting to see how this takes off and how it plays this can make it a lot easier um, and quicker for appraisals to happen from mm -hmm. a buyer standpoint. Yes. So we've already seen a couple of this times this has happened even this year where we actually have had a table appraisal. So it already is in play, mm -hmm. but now we'll see how this works out. And we're also seeing flooding disclosure being required for from home on, from t from landlords mm -hmm. to, tenants, to tenants, which, which has is, not been a requirement before. Which Crazy. is insane <laughs> that it would not be disclosed. But I think it's really important for a landlord to do their due diligence and, and help out, you mm -hmm. know, because this could be a devastating um, element. It also could really change what you can get from a rental rate, mm -hmm. you know. So. And the, the last issue uh, is talking about property tax transparency and how your property taxes are actually calculated, collected, how they go to the uh, appropriate agencies. And that's another one that we're going to come back and put a pin in because when tax bills start coming out in October, um, I'm going to reach out to some of our clients and we're going to talk about the value that their home was at mm -hmm. in 2019 and 2020 and 21. And we're going to talk about what was their total tax bill in 19, 20 and 21 and show you how you just by the value going up on your home, the, the appraised value, you're paying more taxes, even at a lower tax rate. Yep. Very true. My big thing on that broadband access is given the pandemic and people being able to work from home, what will this do if there is really great internet access? Mm -hmm. And what if people are able to like not have to stay in metropolitan areas? Will that kind of slow down that brain drain mm -hmm. sometimes that we see in rural areas? Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. Will people go back out and be gentlemen farmers now? Mm -hmm. Who knows? So Who knows? I think it's a really interesting way to like expand living situations. So. so if there's anything else that you'd like to learn about that maybe took place in the legislature this year that has to do with real estate, we would love to talk to you about it. If you have any other topics for our second segment you'd like to hear about, we'd love to hear about that as well. And just remember, we want to be a Realtors for Life.